How's it going, everybody? My name is Kyle O'Grady. I am a thru-hiker. I am a backpacker. I am a huge hiking nerd. And every single week on this podcast, I chat with other thru-hikers and other backpackers and other hiking nerds about their experiences on the trail. And this episode is a good one. My friend Brandon Sofer is back on the show. Brandon and I hiked a lot of the PCT together this past year, 2022. And for this episode, we wanted to kind of have a theme. We went through a bunch of different things that we wish we had done differently on the PCT. And some of Brandon's were more beginner focused because he had never through hiked before, Um, but not all of them. I feel like at the beginning of the episode, I kind of made a comment like, oh, like all brands are going to be like beginner stuff. And that, that didn't really turn out to be true. Some of them were, but not all of them. And we got deep, especially towards the end of the episode. We got real deep. And of course, we had plenty of interesting, funny, crazy stories from our PCT hike thrown in the mix as well. So Brandon, when you hear this, thank you so much for coming on. And we're going to get into the episode, but... But, 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 real quick, don't don't skip, don't skip, don't do it. Um, Five-star reviews. I said this last week. I know that every single podcast you listen to at the beginning, they're like, oh, like, leave us a five. Like, it, it, it actually matters. There's a reason why every single podcast you listen to says this. It really, really matters. It helps get the show out to more people. It helps people, it helps show people that uh, it's worth listening to. So please leave a five-star review on whatever app you're listening on. I would really appreciate that. And with that said, let's get into it. Episode number 132 with Brandon, not Gopher, but Brandon Sofer. All right, I'm here with the one and only Brandon Gopher. Um, How's it going, Mr. Gopher? (laughs) Oh, it's going fabulous! Did you notice just, that I that I put your name as Brandon Gopher in the chat? I did. I was I was laughing about it. I thought that was like a Groundhog Day um, shout out, is or you just messed. Is it almost Groundhog Day? Groundhog Day? I think it was last week. I oh, had heard shit. whisperings that it, Groundhog Day was. I don't know the verdict though. If we're in spring or if we got winter coming, I don't know. We're sticking I, around. Based on a lot of the um, things I've been seeing, my friends that live up North Post today. It seems like we're definitely still in winter because it's like negative. It was like negative nine in Burlington this morning or something like that. Bro, um, Dallas was just shut down for like three days because, well, you're pro- it's laughable probably to Northerners, but yeah, I mean, we just had like like an inch maybe of snow and some ice and everybody just stayed inside for three full days. Oh, shit. Everybody died. No. Um, anyways, <laughs> Brandon Sofer is his actual name and... Uh, for those of you that watched the PCT videos last summer, it's crazy that I have to say last summer now. It doesn't even seem like it was that long ago, but um, yeah. you should be familiar with Brandon. He was also a guest on a, an episode, I don't know how, how many weeks ago, probably like a month ago or so, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But just as a quick refresher, Brandon and I and Flossie hiked a good chunk of the PCT together. Um, Flossie and I hiked with him more than anybody else, and... We got to know each other pretty well, and so, of course, I want to have him back on, dude. I love just chatting with my friends on this episode. This is also going to be an interesting one because I'm, like, a little bit sick, if you couldn't tell from my voice. Uh, I'm not, like, that sick. I'm just, like, kind of congested and stuffy, and then Brandon told me he was hungover, so we'll uh, <laughs> we'll do we'll do our best here. <laughs> we should yep. be just fine. Um, so the theme for this episode... Because Brandon's been on before, you know, rather than just going through his entire story again, um, we're going to go through a list of things that we wish we might have done a little bit differently on our PCT hikes. And just to give some context to this, obviously I had through hiked before, so I had quite a bit of experience, but Brandon, that was not the case for you, huh? It was not. No, I had never... I mean, I did one backpacking trip in New Zealand, but it was, it was nothing like this. And I, I prepared even less for the PCT than I did for that <laughs> backpacking trip in New Zealand. So, so yeah, that's, I got a lot of, a lot of yeah. things I do differently. So that's, I think that's important context because I, we don't, we haven't told each other like what our items are yet for the list. Um, so I'm sure some of them might be the same, but I feel like a lot of them, 
What do you think? I think that if you're uh, if you're prefacing this so that people don't judge me for my obvious answers, I think <laughs> no, you're the only no, one. That, no. you, you're, you're the one who judged me the most on the trail. So <laughs> maybe a little bit. No, it's okay though. <laughs> I just think it's important that people understand like that frame of reference because yeah, I don't know. It's I don't again. I don't know what your items are, so maybe they're not that bad, but maybe they are. Um, no, just kidding. But we'll see. We'll see. Either way, we're going to jump into them here. Brandon, thank you for coming back on and doing another episode. And do you want do you want me to start with my first one or do you want to start with yours? Let me start with mine. Okay, let's do it. Let me start with mine. Okay. Um, a lot of mine have to do with what I would have done, you know, leading up to the leading up to the trail and like how much <laughs> number one preparing because my whole I kind of went into it. I looked at some videos and stuff and read some, some articles online, but in terms of like, was I physically ready? Did I have any experience hiking? Um, no. So my first one would be like doing a shakedown before I get out to the trail, just spend three or four days hiking 40 to 50 miles or whatever with all the gear that I was going to have. And I think that would have weaned out a lot of a lot of stuff that I dealt with in the first week, two weeks. And, and also, yeah, it just, you, I would have trained, like my body was not physically prepared. That's kind of too, I mean, done, I would have done a shakedown and I would have actually walked <laughs> some miles. <laughs> my body could be prepared because that would have made the first section a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. And I would have, I would have known what I was signing up for him. Mm-hmm. So, I think I mean it's a very basic one, but you got to keep in mind that like there's a lot of very experienced people who listen to this podcast, and there's also a lot of people that have never through hiked and maybe are preparing for one or just you know daydreaming about doing one in the future. So that's another reason why I think we're probably a good mix for this episode because I think mine, like I said, are are a little bit more in depth, and yours are a little bit more like beginner focused yeah. assuming i don't yeah. know what the rest of them are, rest of them are going to be but i think that's a very good one and this is a piece of advice that i give to people all the time that are like thinking about doing their first through hike like a shakedown hike is such a good idea um you don't even have to do a long one like i think you said like 40 or 50 miles there or whatever you said but like even mm-hmm. if it's just a night like the more the better for sure but like even if it's just a night to using your gear to kind of get more familiar with it i don't know what are some of the things that you think you would have changed gear wise um, if you had gone on like a short shakedown hike before the PCT? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think back cause I know that I, I, I lost a lot of stuff or dropped a lot of stuff as I went, but I mean, just things like things like how much food I packed and unnecessary items. Like uh, what? Have... What's one, what's one unnecessary item? A lot of it has to do with food, I would say, but I had like my rain jacket and I mean, you know, I would have had a lighter rain jacket, like rain, you know, set. Yeah. Um, and I probably, I mean, I've, I've sent that home after the first, like after week three and because even when you get rained on in the desert, it doesn't really last that wait, long. Wait, you and, didn't have it. You sent your rain jacket home? Yeah, I did. Oh, damn. <laughs> Dude, I, after that first couple of weeks, I was like, you know what? I'm sending everything home unless I absolutely need it. And well, I don't, I don't remember what week it was, but yeah, no, the food, the food was a big one. Just how much food I thought. I just couldn't conceptualize the fact that you're only packing how much food I would eat even yeah. in like three, four days. So, I mean, my mom probably had a hand in this <laughs> being afraid that I was going to starve out there. But I mean, I had like a whole thing of a giant thing of peanut butter, two big salami um, sticks or whatever. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, just so much food, food that I wouldn't have been able to eat like in a week and a half. And yeah, so that all that led up to, you know, kind of hurting myself at the beginning um, or just my body, my body was hurting more than it probably should have. And yeah. especially if I would have, I would have trained beforehand, but in terms of gear stuff, I would say the the Z-Pax tent. So I had a Soloplex. I hadn't even slept in that tent um, <laughs> before I went out there. And that, as much as I loved how light it was, and that's, you know, so cool because I'd never experienced any kind of tent camping like that. Um, it was pretty small for me. And so I think 
that's that's another thing that I would have I would have changed out. Not in terms of just it being too heavy, but just yeah. Something I would have. How done tall are you? Six five. Yeah, so I, I I'm not an expert on Z-Pack stuff, but I feel I don't they make like the Alta Plex like a a they do. a bigger yeah. version of the solo or the Plex solo. Um, I feel like yeah, that might have been better for you. The Plex solo is perfect for me, but. I'm only 5'10", so it makes sense. And then in terms of the food, like it's so hard to judge how much food you need to carry. So don't beat yourself up for that one too much. Um, and I think Flossie and I probably talked about this with you quite a bit when we were out there. It's like I still feel like even after all the miles that I've done at this point, I, I still never get the food exactly right like it's a lot more dialed than it was when i first started and probably a lot more dialed than yours was when you first started but like mm-hmm. it's still you never you never nail it like maybe some guy out there does but for the most part i almost never get the food exactly right i feel like i always have too much um and then sometimes rarely not enough it's really hard to just absolutely nail that so i think that's a pretty common one mm-hmm. and then the physical training one is definitely a big one too i'm glad you I'm glad you threw that one out there because I feel like I don't think I see this advice as much anymore, but when I was first getting into through hiking before I actually did it, but just when I started like researching about it and stuff when I was younger, I feel like one common piece of advice I saw was like, Oh, like don't worry that much about physical training because you can just hike yourself into shape. And like, that is true, but it's definitely better to train (laughs) beforehand. Like no, doubt about it but i don't know it didn't seem like you were in like you were still in pretty good shape when you started yeah well it's it's not even so much about you know what shape i was in i would say i just feel like you're putting yourself at a greater risk of getting injured and then not being able to continue definitely if you don't harden your legs and get some calluses on your feet before you get out there and it'll just make it more enjoyable on the whole so that's kind of where i'm coming from because i mean i play a lot of sports and stuff i was like you know like you just said i'll just hike myself into shape and I'll figure it out. But, um, yeah, just things popped up that probably wouldn't have had I put a little more effort and time into preparing. So, yeah, definitely. And to be clear, there's really no way to like hit the trail, like in perfect hiker shape, unless you just came from another, like through hike basically. Um, so there's, there's always going to be like that physical adjustment period, but the more like, you can train definitely the better. You can't go too much either and hurt yourself like I kind of did. Although I don't think that was because I was training too much. I think that was I don't even know how the hell that happened. But um, obviously you you don't want to go overboard, but it is definitely going to be worthwhile to train, even if it's just like getting out and walking. You know, ten fifteen miles a week or whatever you can manage with your schedule before the trail. It's yeah. definitely going to help. Or just doing a lot of shakedown hikes too. Um, definitely going to be helpful. So, so this one for me, Brandon, Mm -hmm. I don't really, this is probably not going to be something that bothered you, at least maybe not until you started hiking with us, (laughs) but I feel like this is more of a thing for Flossie and I. And so I'd be interested to hear your perspective, kind of looking at it from the outside, um, and hearing us kind of struggle with this. So probably the number one thing that I wish that I had done differently. And we actually talked about this a little bit on the last episode that we did together. Um, I wish that we, as in Flossie and I had been less focused on continuous footsteps because once we broke those continuous footsteps because of fire closures, it really just felt like that put a huge damper on the hike. And as I talked about in the last episode, I'm really torn on this one because on one hand, like I'm saying it right now, like it definitely would have made for a better experience if we weren't so focused on this. But on the other hand, like at my core, I still want continuous footsteps whenever I can possibly get them. And whenever I'm hiking a trail in the future where it's realistic to do so, I'm going to pursue that. Like there's no doubt in my mind that that's what I want to do. But like for the PCT, it just doesn't really make as much sense. So I don't know. Uh, I'm sure you noticed Flossie and I kind of struggling with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And like, and it's like, I don't know what, so you kind of were like rolling with us for a long time. Was that ever something 
that you became like that you became like super focused on or was it more just i don't uh, know i mean i mean it my expectations were just a little different because i mean it was my first through hike and i my the way i looked at it my whole mindset was this is just going to be an epic adventure mm-hmm. and however it shakes out if i can only hike 500 miles or you know well i mean i was pretty i was pretty bent on you know continuing continuing to go no matter what came up so i wasn't really worried about that but just kind of seeing what came came my way and depending on who i met and just the things that happened out there you just never know and so i was very open to you know things changing and accepting it but i i totally understand if you have if you set, set a goal in your mind and there's like an OCD level of it where it's like you want, yeah. you just want to do the whole thing. And I mean, with the PCT is, you know, and I learned like, it's just out of your control. So many things are out of your control while you're out there oh, yeah. and specifically with wildfires. And so I think it, it wasn't hard for me to just accept it and move fast and realize, you know, like I'm here for the, the journey and the experience and, um, you know, can't, they can't do anything about closures or breaking the, I didn't even know what continuous footsteps meant. I mean, obviously I could probably have worked out what that phrase meant, but I'd never even heard that until, until y'all were talking about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I find it really interesting. This is a little bit unrelated, but kind of related to what you just said. I, I find it so interesting that it correct me if I'm wrong here, but from what you just said there, it kind of sounds like your main objective was to just like have this, adventure yeah is that fair yeah yeah so I, summing up. I find it like so incredible that you pushed through not even that you just made it so far but that you pushed through so much pain because again everybody listening go back and listen to our last episode if you want to hear about a lot of that but brandon had it pretty rough at the beginning he dealt with a lot of injuries and not even at the beginning like even you know through most of the desert i think even into the Sierra, like you were dealing with various ailments. And so I just find it pretty incredible that you like, if, if the main objective was just to have an adventure that you like push through so much like hardship, because I feel like a lot of people, if that's their main goal after like a couple weeks, they're like, okay, I've definitely had an adventure, but like this hurts and I'm, I'm adventured out. Like I'm ready to go sit on the couch. So like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there must've been something a little bit more there than just the adventure. Well, I I didn't say that my goal was to like have fun and it'd be like peachy the entire time. Like to me, an adventure, you know, is a lot of times it's a lot of suffering and it's a lot of trying to find your way through. And that's, I mean, that is exactly what I wanted. Like to, test myself see what i was made of not just mm-hmm. physically but um mentally and just to meet new people be challenged by new people and i don't know just all of that so um, i expected hardships and i i like i like the idea of going into an adventure not knowing exactly what those hardships are going to be but knowing or expecting myself to like be able to push through so when that stuff came up while it was really disappointing namely because i didn't know if I'd be able to continue going, um, it was easier to take it in stride just because, you know, I, I expected it to not just be a walk in the park Yeah, because <laughs> I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm glad you kind of, uh, narrowed down or maybe even broadened out the definition of adventure a little bit more, a little bit more, because I feel like when I think of people who, do a through hike to have an adventure which there's nothing wrong with that like obviously like a through hike is 100% an adventure like no matter how you slice it but like I just think of people going out to have an adventure thinking that it's just going to be like kind of like how you see it on social media or a lot of social media anyways not all of it but um just like this epic thing and all these beautiful views and all these amazing people and you get all that stuff obviously but like I feel like for you, based on what you just said there, the adventure was kind of, or the, the hardship was kind of built into the adventure. And I, and I, again, I'm just, I'm generalizing here and it really is different for everybody clearly. Um, but mm-hmm. I feel like a, a lot of people, it seems like their idea of an adventure is more just like all the good stuff and they don't really think about the bad stuff as much maybe. And so I, I, that, I think that's interesting, honestly, like you're kind of reframing how I picture an adventure 
<laughs> which is cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would say that the the Appalachian Trail meant so much to you because uh, you know, only you know, like how much you had to push through and like yeah. all of the beauty and struggle that you had to go through. And that's why it means so much. And so I, I kind of tie those, those two together, mm-hmm. pain and the, the excitement of it. I like it. I like it, Brandon. Brandon Gopher. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you've never been called that before in your life, have you? Dude, that's that's how I, whenever, like, what is your last name? It's like, it's Sofer. Rhymes with Gopher. Like, okay. <laughs> that's usually a go-to, actually. <laughs> um, okay, so what's the uh, what's the next one on your list? Things, things, things you wish you would have done differently on the PCT. Um, I think that, let's see. A couple, like, just quick ones that are kind of simple, but man, I wish I'd had that zip chip earlier. I mean, this is kind of silly, but <laughs> yes. dude, I love that zip chip. I think I would have brought that at the beginning because super freaking lightweight and just endless entertainment. So, yeah, man, you know, I'm, I'm one of these ultralight people. I don't like to carry a lot of luxuries except for my three pounds of camera gear as the commenters on YouTube love to point out every time I say that. But, um, generally speaking, <laughs> yeah, like not too many luxuries, but like the zip chip, dude, we must have talked about this in the last episode. Do you remember? I don't. I don't remember. We must. Uh, Sixty Cent and I talked about it a little bit on our on our episode. But like, yeah. dude, it's the perfect. It's the perfect backpacking luxury item. It weighs nothing. It's indestructible. The only thing is, I'm probably saying exactly what I said in our last episode. If this, if we did talk about this, but um, the only thing you have to uh, keep an eye on is not losing it because it's kind of small. It's basically like a little frisbee, would you say? But it's made of silicone. Yep, exactly. You just have to be careful not to lose it. That's the only thing because it's yeah, like it's it's pretty small. But like, oh man, it's so fun. It's it so is. fun, dude. I wish you would have had that earlier too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, Maybe I should. Yeah, good. Oh no, I was just gonna say. Um, fuck. What was I gonna say? Um, oh yeah. So like a couple probably like a couple weeks, maybe even a month before you actually had it sent out to you. Like Brandon was hyping up this zip chip thing and I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like I, I suck at Frisbee, like, which is not a Frisbee. It's way doper than a Frisbee in my opinion. But like, I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> dude, you're a natural. You picked it up so fast. That's dude, what makes it so fun. fun. It's when people can zip it around and, and you and Flossie were freaking naturals at it. And it's so good for backpacking too, not only because it's small and lightweight and stuff, but also because you can throw it around trees and you can make like obstacle courses with it, like in the woods. Like no matter what environment you're in, like you can have fun with that thing. Whether it was like a parking lot when we were in town or like a super steep forested campsite, like we could always find a way to, to make it fun, so... I wish you had the zip chip mm. earlier too. <laughs> Did you bring a book at the start? I I picked up I picked up a book. Good memory. I picked up a book <laughs> in uh, Mount Laguna whenever I was just like hiking a couple you know miles a day or whatever. And so yeah, that lasted like three days. I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> he had the book, but not the zip chip. Come on, Brandon. I know Gotta things learn. I would have done differently. Gotta learn somehow. Um, yeah. This next one for me is a gear related one i feel like my gear was pretty dialed for the most part um but and you'll be able to speak on this because out of all the shit i'm giving you for your gear you actually brought this piece of gear and i didn't um i wish that i had used gators in the desert section after the desert it was fine but in the desert uh neither flossie or i did like had gators. Although it's funny because Flossie had gators on the AT when you probably like don't need them. Like I never, I mean, some people like them on the AT too, but like they're far less common. Um, and Flossie had them on the AT and then he didn't have them on the PCT in the desert when I don't know. That was the first time in my life. I've always been like, ah, oh, like gators are fucking bullshit or whatever stupid <laughs> attitude that I have. Um, but like, hiking through the desert i thought about it a little bit before we left but i was like you know what i'll just start without them and then i'll see and the further i got into the desert the more and more i was like fuck dude i should really have some gators like i was getting so much stuff in my shoes um it was bad and the further and further i got the more i was like ah 
I should just get them. But at the same time, I'm getting close to the end of the desert. So I'm just going to wait. And then it was just this like downward spiral of wanting them even more and suffering even more the further I got because I didn't have them, but then also just being closer to the end. And so that's, that's how I was justifying. I remember, I think it was in Wrightwood maybe, um, we were at that hardware store there that was also like an outfitter. And I was like looking at them on the wall and I was like, I was, I even like picked them up. I was like, man, I almost bought them there, but I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of a a big decision because you got the, all the different, colors yeah, or styles pictures and stuff. and stuff if you didn't have one that was calling to you then i think you made the right choice and not just getting any old gator yeah i probably should have. I, i'm telling you like i was dumping out my shoes like multiple times a day and i dragged my feet a lot flossy said he didn't really regret not having them because he's just i don't know how he stays so clean all the time but like that that man is just pristine. He's a very clean person. He's so I clean, was like very impressed. Like his socks, like he'd wear the same socks for a few days in a row, and they'd look like they were basically clean. I'm like, dude, how are you doing this? I'm like dumping rocks and freaking bugs and all this shit out of my shoes every five miles, and like, man. But I wish, I wish I had started with gators in the desert. Um, how was your experience using them? That's a good one. Um, I didn't, so I didn't start with them because I didn't even know what gators were. But once I saw some people using them, then I, number one, I think it looked pretty cool and I wanted to get some cool looking gators. Number two, I feel like, man, whenever the, whenever the blister started, it was, it was just because I had holes in my shoes. So, I mean, that was was kind of a separate issue, but yeah, keeping stuff out of your shoes, keeping your feet clean is so important because and um, once you start going that blister path, and even if you're not capturing like little rocks and stuff, it's just the, your feet are, they're going to get dirty no matter what, but you can definitely make a difference by um, having gators and, and or washing your feet often. And I, I realized that pretty quickly because, you know, whenever I, whenever I was getting stuff in my shoes, it would correlate to blisters and then that would just downward spiral into a whole bunch of stuff. So mm-hmm. Didn't you, um, I don't remember where this was. You might, wasn't there a campsite one night where you've, there was you and then two other hikers that had the same gators, like the same design gators, the Fox ones. Yes. Yeah. Where there was, was a couple of times where we were in, um, weren't we in yellow or not yellow, not Yellowstone, uh, Yosemite. And I took a picture with two other girls, yeah. I think here. So that was yeah, there was there was a, a few other times I think I saw some other foxes out there. <laughs> For sure, Brandon had foxes on his uh his gators. They were quite stylish. I was foxy. Come on, you were <laughs> you were very foxy. Uh, this is not on the list, but just a side note. Isn't it crazy that we've been off trail now for just about as long as we were on trail for? It actually makes me a little sick whenever I think about that. It makes you because sick. I'm just like. It, it feels like it, to me, it feels, it almost feels like it didn't happen. Like it's, it's so far removed from any experience. I've talked about this with you before, maybe even on the last podcast, but it's like such a wild experience. And then now here I'm back in Dallas doing my thing and, you know, nobody asks, we don't talk, I don't talk about it with anybody except, you know, people that I met with you and people yeah. on, on the trail. And so when I think that like the same amount of time of that, incredible experiences already passed since that the end of that experience it makes me sad and sick isn't it it is so crazy like i agree a hundred percent like it's so far removed like i don't know i feel like this happened on the at and i feel like the same thing kind of happened on the pct like that four months or whatever four and a half on the at just like it goes by fast when you're out there but once you get home it feels like it went by really slow like it just because there's so much stuff that's packed into that four and a half month time period that when you think back on all of it, like, I don't know, it just feels like a longer period of time than it actually was. And so when I think back on all the shit that happened on the PCT in that four months, and then I think about all the shit that's happened in the four months after that leading up to now, it's like, it just feels like these last four months went by so much faster. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Time is different when on the trail and then off trail somehow it's it's so weird like 
we've been off trail as long as we were on trail for. I don't know. That's blowing my mind. Yeah. I I just, don't, I just don't like that. I don't like that. You don't like that? No, I Get don't. back out there, dude. You can start the AT. People are starting the AT. Like you know now. what? I, uh, I am going to get back out there on the uh, PCT specifically. And this, this can bring us back to our, our list because this is one that I that I a thing that I wish I would have done differently. Okay. And they're kind of they kind of go hand in hand. So I I wish that I would have started earlier earlier in the year because I would have had more time, I think. I wouldn't have felt the pressure of of pushing it every day. And I mean a lot of that was you just kind of get in the mode where you're you're hitting miles and of course like every day you're trying to put in work and um pro or progress. But I wish that I would have slowed down more and I wish that I, I really like when I'm hiking or camping to just wander like with no agenda really. And, you know, it's a different, different ball game when you're out there and you're trying to complete this thing. But yeah. I think that if I had started earlier and I had more time, um, I think, I think I'd have had that option uh, a little more or maybe just felt pressure less. It's just hard because you hike with people and like I started hiking with you guys and you know, I was, you know, you get into a tempo and I, you know, you want to keep up with each other and everybody's got different, different feel for what they want to do. And so you kind of adjust to the people that you're with and friends that you make. But Are you trying to blame this on us, Brandon? No, no, no. In <laughs> fact, I was trying very hard to make it the opposite of that. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, it's just different. Like if I, when I go back out there, it's, it's not to, it's just, just to walk around <laughs> yeah. and find a, a spot to camp and just enjoy, enjoy nature and um, try to make it feel less like work every day. And again, that's just the nature of the through hike. And especially yeah. whenever you're up against the, the winter coming. And so, yeah, it's funny. The next one on my list was the exact same thing. Um, although for maybe slightly different reasons, um, the next one on my list was that I wish we had started earlier too. I think for me, the main reason was because I feel like we just would have had a better chance of beating the fires. It seems like most of the people, not all of them, to be fair, but most of the people this year who were able to complete the entire trail started earlier, like early April, even March, probably more realistic. Um, yeah. And so I think it, see, I'm going kind of back on my first one, like I'm going back to the continuous footsteps thing, but I just think we would have had a better chance to do that. But having less pressure having less uh yeah like time pressure i guess and and again for those that don't remember i flossie and i started may 15th you started what a few days earlier yeah the 13th i think may 13th so we started very late and so in order to make it in time make it to canada in time like we kind of had to keep a pretty good pace and it would have been nice to 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 not have that pressure. And, and it's kind of interesting because on the AT, I did the exact same thing. I started on May 14th. I started way later and it was very stressful at the beginning, but eventually, and I've said this on the show before that I, I don't really, re I don't regret it. Like I don't regret my late start on the AT because eventually I feel like I just got used to it and it was just motivating for me. It was stressful for the first half of the AT, especially but um, I don't know, like, I don't regret it on the AT, but I do, I do regret it on the PCT, partially because of the giving yourself a better chance to make it all mm -hmm. the way if you start earlier. But also hearing you talk about not feeling that pressure and having time to kind of maybe chill out a little bit more, I think was kind of the essence of what you were saying there. That does yeah. sound appealing to, um, it's just, it's hard on a through hike. I feel like you have to strike a balance between chasing that goal and keeping a, a steady pace, but also allowing yourself uh, the opportunities to maybe soak things yeah. in, soak things in yeah. a little bit more. And I think that's something that Flossie and I kind of neglected on the PCT uh, a little bit too, but it was just hard with our start date. It is. And I mean, on the flip side, like it, it is very easy to get into that mode where you start taking it easy and then, and then you keep taking it easy and then, you know, a couple of days later, you've only hiked like that never happened to us, but I just, it happens to I a lot know, of people. <laughs> I, I, it happened to people that we met out there where it's like, you just get into that, that mode where you let your guard down a little bit and you start taking it easy. And, and then yeah. it's really hard to, 
to kind of, you know, motivate yourself back up to doing 20 plus days, which is realistically what you kind of have to do if you're at least if you started when we did, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing too, I'll throw in like keeping a pretty good pace, I think personally is very satisfying too. It's not like it's all just work. It's all just sacrifice. Like some of the like most like elated moments I had on the PCT were after like some of our biggest days, not the night hiking that fucking sucked, but like <laughs> some of our other days, like, do you remember that day through this, that stretch through the Sierras where we did like four 25, 26 mile days in a row. And oh, yeah. just like how, like the first night we were like, Holy shit, that was nuts. Whatever. Second night we were like, okay, this is pretty badass, but that was crazy, whatever. But then the third night, we were all just like fucking dapping each other up and fist bumping at the end of the day. We were, we're feeling like, it, feeling it. It's on video. We were like 23, 25 mile days in a row. And then we did another one, like 420. And it was just like, it was just like good vibes. And so it was hard. Um, it wasn't always fun doing that, but it just, it is satisfying too. So, like, I, I really feel like you have to. Well, I'm speaking for myself when I say you have to. I feel like. I should probably clarify that. I'm not trying to tell people what to do here. Um, I feel like I need to find a balance between keeping a good pace and, and still doing those big days and getting that satisfaction out of it. Cause that is very important to me. But at the same yeah. time, I think that maybe if we had started earlier, we would have just had a little bit more breathing room on the times where we really didn't want to, to push it. I think that probably would have helped with Flossie a little bit later on as well. Um, mm -hmm. although then again, we weren't quite as time pressed towards the end because of, uh, the fact that we had to skip up because of the fires and stuff, but I don't know. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. It's a, it's hard to strike that balance, man. I don't even know if it's possible really. Yeah. I think you just gotta, well, you just gotta do it. Do the thing, have a little grace for yourself whenever you're not feeling like crushing a big day. And yeah. Just figure out your own pace. That's what it's all about. Yeah, hike I, your own hike, as they say. <laughs> Don't they say that? Yeah, they, some people say that. <laughs> it's been said. <laughs> um, I remember. I feel like you you did help, like me, chill out a little bit sometimes. Like I remember um, when we were in Lone Pine, and we had just done like some gnarly shit. It was our first section in the Sierras, and we finally got to Lone Pine. A Flossie and I had our whole food incident and Mount Whitney was in that, that stretch of trail. It was like a long stretch. It was like five days between resupplies too. And we were just so beat up by the time we got to Lone Pine. And I wanted to head out the next day and like <laughs> the night before, um, like shortly before we all went to bed, you and Flossie were kind of like, Oh, like maybe we should zero. And like, I was like, no, 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 no. But like I went to bed and I started thinking about it. And in my head, secretly, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, we should probably zero tomorrow. And then we woke up in the morning, and it didn't take much convincing beyond that. So, <laughs> so you guys, especially you, Brandon, definitely helped me like chill out a little bit in regards to some of that stuff. And that was, looking Dude. back on it, that was one of the most needed zeros of the whole trail. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're easy to chill out. All you got to do is start singing some email songs with you and then you'll, <laughs> you'll start belting it and you're good to go so let me get this straight <laughs> yeah dude talking about things i would have done differently right before lone pine that uh i would have taken a right on that trail <laughs> <laughs> to go to, to whatever pass that was instead of a left we gotta we because... gotta tell this we gotta tell this full, full story i don't think we talked about this on the last episode no um, no we didn't so just i the... forgot about it actually until right now yeah i actually was thinking that you might have brought this up uh, when you were thinking about things you wish you did differently. This is a funny one. Um, just to give some context real quick, and then I'll let Brandon tell the story. So this is that same stretch of trail we were just talking about. It was it was from uh, Kennedy Meadows South to Kearsarge Pass, which is where you head out to Lone Pine or Bishop. And it was... Flossie and I both agreed at the time it was probably the hardest stretch of resupply that we had ever done on a thru-hike. It was just... You're entering the Sierras, so that's crazy. Um, we did Mount Whitney. Flossie and I, it was mostly my fault, actually. I kind of miscalculated how much food we needed, so we, we didn't like starve or anything, but we kind of had to ration our food for part of it. And Flossie had some issues at altitude when we did Mount Whitney, and so it was just... And also the day that we went into town, 
we did like a 22 mile day and which is a lot for a town day. You know, you want to do a shorter day. So you have time in town. So it was just a really hard stretch of trail. And so that last day, dude, the day we went into town, we were booking it. We were crushing. We were like, we're just going to put our heads down and get this out of the way as quick as we can. And we're going to pig the fuck out in town because we're starving. And um, we were just ripping. And then Flossie and I ended up getting a little bit ahead of Brandon. And we ended up getting to the trailhead. And Brandon still wasn't there. And we ended up getting into town and still had no idea where Brandon was. He was keeping a pretty good pace. We were like, damn, I can't no, believe it was, he got this far I, behind us. So so what happened? <laughs> dude, I think I think I was ahead of y'all because... Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Sorry. Yes. Because you were ahead of us. Yes. Because y'all ended up waiting because you're like, what? Where the hell is he? Like, you should, you should be here because we exactly, haven't seen him. Exactly. I, I told that wrong. Like, we were... By the time we got to the tra- trailhead, we were talking. We were like damn, he must be really ripping. Um, we were expecting you to be there waiting for us at the trailhead or something, and then you weren't there. And so we were like, oh, maybe he just went into town without us. Like, we were so confused. But anyways, yeah. what, what ended up happening? Dude, I was just, I mean, at this point in the hike, I, I found my rhythm. I would, like, listen to, had the things that I'd think through, and then I'd, like, have a book I'd listen to or some music. And I was just, like, you know, chapters deep into this book that I love and that I've, I've read before. But anyway. And so I was just, we were crushing it. Like we were doing so well and I was feeling great. And um, I just didn't look at uh, Far Out or Gut Hook or whatever. And I mean, I was just doing my thing. And then as I was hiking, I was going straight down. And, you know, that should have been, if I had any sense, like that would have, that would have been the first tip off like immediately because I knew, I knew that we had to go up. We had like another (laughs) thousand feet of elevation to gain before we started doing that long ass climbed down to the uh, parking lot and I was going downhill straight downhill and I didn't even think about it. I was like, man, this looks kind of, I don't know why, but this looks different. But that was after like an hour of walking straight down and Uh. it was, it was getting hot in the day. Mosquitoes were starting to come out. Mosquitoes to me are like little taskmasters. Whenever I feel them around me, I feel like I have to keep going as fast as I can to give them less chance to bite me. So I'm going as fast as I can downhill. I'm like, man, I'm probably like crushing these guys. Like hopefully they'll catch me or whatever. And I don't want to be waiting in the parking lot too long. And then I was like, yeah, I'll just check my, I'll just check the map real quick. Um, and as soon as I did and I saw like how far off the trail I was, <laughs> man, that was one of the most depressing moments <laughs> on trail because not only was I like super far, well, I was a mile and a half off trail, but I like had hiked over 1200 feet like down in an <laughs> elevation. And so now I had to, gain that 1200 feet back and do the additional thousand and we'd already hiked so much that day and so dude i was i was so pissed and that was probably the hardest the the most uh physically challenging part of the trail for me because i was going like 20 yards at a time by the time i got to the is it kearsarge yeah kearsarge pass kearsarge and um i mean i was just going from uh from one what are they called when you go back and forth up trail switchback. Yeah. I was just going from like one switchback and then just taking like a two minute break because by the end, dude, I was, I was gassed. And then we got down, um, got a message from y'all. I mean, I realized that y'all would probably go on ahead. I'd hoped y'all had because I was two hours behind (laughs) y'all at that point. And yeah, dude, when I'm getting into Lone Pine, that was purely selfish whenever I was trying to convince you to, could take a zero. No, we needed it too. I was struggling. Yeah, that was. I remember when you finally got to the hotel, like a few hours later, you were just like, <laughs> you were just destroyed. You were so stoked that you finally made it after all that. But like, oh man, <laughs> you were down bad. <laughs> that was a grind. Chocolate milk, ice cream. I don't think I left like the bed. I know we walked around a little bit, but <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, that was, that was a great zero. That was much needed. Holy shit. Much mm-hmm. needed. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, the next one my on turn? my what was that? Your turn. Your uh, turn I think it turn? was. I think it is your turn. Actually, we just went on a huge tangent there, but that's okay. Yeah. Why, why don't you go ahead? Okay. Um, this is a quick one. I think I would have shipped less boxes. Okay. Um, I yeah. So just you know, kind of on the food, not understanding what it was like with food out there. I think that I. It's hard for me to say this because I'm super thankful that I had the people who were putting together boxes and stuff, but it's just, you know, you don't really, 
know what you're feeling or what you're liking until you get into that grocery store and then you can kind of make some game time decisions. And I just, I, I saw how like meticulous and uh, exact y'all were or tried to be with y'all's food. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't really do that with getting stuff that I, you know, hadn't packed myself. And so I, I didn't pack these, I didn't pack these boxes. I should have prefaced with that. These were boxes that my mom was getting food from friends and family. They're hooking me up and helping me out. And so I, I really shouldn't be complaining, but that's something that I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have packed as many boxes except for a few different spots where it was, it was required. Yeah. And and another big thing too, and you have a story about this. Um, then you're just so much more reliant on the post office and you know, various places that you have to pick up the boxes, even if it's not the post office. Um, why don't you tell the story of what happened in Truckee? Yeah. Yeah, man, that was, I was waiting for some shoes because a common theme was I was, I was putting holes uh, in my shoes. Okay, quickly. this this was shoes, not not um food. Not but food. I mean, but it's still it's still it's still relevant. Sorry. No, yeah, it was. It's exactly like you said. Had I been getting food there, then it would have been the same exact thing because they just were out of sorts and they didn't have the staffing that they needed. But anyways, I ended up having to stay an entire day to to get my shoes, which is the most frustrating part about it was that they were there the entire time. They just didn't have the manpower or didn't care enough to, to go back there and find it with all the packages. I had to, um, I had to, uh, incentivize them with Butterfingers or the girl at the front. Um, but it all worked out. I mean, talk about adventures and things and just being flexible. I met some really nice ladies who just like brought me back to their place that's a weird way to say that but <laughs> they they fed me two different three different meals and i stayed like in a multi-million dollar place off of this golf course and it was freaking awesome but in any case to your point yes you're more relying on on the postal service when you're shipping boxes too which can be risky yeah definitely and that that's a that's a good story because a lot of the time when people get screwed because of the post office on through hikes, it's more because of their hours, right? It's because they're not open on Sunday, and sometimes they're not even open on Saturday, especially in the small towns. But like, there's even the oppor- there's even the chance that like, yeah, like they could be open like they were, but they just something's going on, and you can't pick up your package. And I had a somewhat similar thing on the AT, except it's different. Because it wasn't the post office, and I did end up—I didn't have to wait. I ended up getting it. But I—I had shipped a pair of shoes to a restaurant slash hotel that held packages for hikers in uh, Stratton, Stratton, Maine, at the very end of the AT. And I showed up, and they were closed, like unexpectedly closed. I think, um, and like they're—they were supposed to be open according to their hours and stuff. This is a small town. I don't know what happened, but so I was like, shit, like I need my shoes. So I was like calling them. And eventually I convinced like one of the owners to like drive down and get the package for me. So it ended up working out, but like, yeah, man, you're going to have to rely on shipping things at some point on a through hike. Um, yeah. especially when it comes to things like shoes, obviously given those two stories there, but like, yeah, if you can minimize that by not sending boxes as much, it's definitely a good, a good piece of advice. Um, yeah. It's just most, most places, most towns, sorry to interrupt you, but most towns have this stuff, have the stuff that you need. Like there was only a a handful of locations that really didn't. So, yeah. And there's always exceptions too. like some people have more strict diets and if that's the case, they might not be able to find everything. That's true. But um, generally speaking, yeah, trying to rely as little as possible on shipping things is definitely the way to go. Um, Okay. So this next one is one that, I don't know, maybe you'll agree that you didn't do this enough, but I kind of don't think you will. Um, and in fact, the way that you handled this, honestly, is a big reason why I put this on my list. So one regret I have, and I knew this even before I met you, before I set foot on the PCT, because this is one of the things that tons of people tell you before you through hike, like you should do this, but I didn't do it. Um, I wish that I had taken more photos of people, of just just anything. Like, I hardly took any photos. I took a ton of video, obviously, because I was filming it, but mm-hmm. I did not take very many photos at all on the PCT. And I really regret that because I, I love looking back on the videos, but it'd be nice to have even more of that stuff, more photos, stuff that wasn't meant 
to be posted anywhere. Um, that mm-hmm. made it sound like bad. That's not what I meant. I just meant like, you know, more stuff just for me to look back on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but you were taking a thousand photos every foot. It felt like you, you were always taking photos. <laughs> I was. Yeah, man. That's um, kind of, it's kind of in line. This is another one off my list, kind of in line with what you just said, but um, that's kind of how I like journal like experiences or whatever. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I would have done differently is I wish that I would have written more stuff down and i think you were you and flossy or not flossy you were pretty good about jotting notes down <laughs> yeah, um, was. and stuff and i think that's i think that's really cool and something that i wish that i had been better about and i you know i told myself to do that at the beginning but you just get you get into the the rhythm and you're exhausted at night and you're eating dinner all you want to do is sit there um, and then go to bed but i wish that i'd written down thoughts or things that i had seen or talked about or you know, people that, people that I met, I did a pretty good job at the beginning, but fell off there towards it's, the end. So it's harder than were... it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I, when I did the same thing on the AT, so I wasn't journaling really. I was just, um, like writing down the mileage for each day and like writing down like a note or two about like just random things. And it's kind of funny. I actually haven't looked back on any of my notes from the PCT yet. But I've looked back mm. on my notes from the AT quite a bit. That would actually that might be a fun video idea or video idea, a uh, podcast idea. Like next time you're on, maybe I can like go through my notes and like we can reminisce or see if we can remember mm-hmm. anything about the random shit I wrote. But I did yeah. find that on the AT, I've probably said this on a previous episode at some point, but um, a lot of the notes that I wrote looking back i have i have zero recollection of what i was talking about i wasn't very not all of them (laughs) probably not even most of them but there's definitely a number of them where i look back and i'm like i wrote like ate lunch with old man with beard here and i'm like i don't like i don't have no idea what that means so I'm, i'm curious to see and i and i knew that going into the pct i knew that my notes from the at weren't as good as they should have been so i i wonder if um, I don't have them with me right now, but uh, I wonder if when I look back on the PCT ones, they'll be any better. Um, even just doing that, it literally took like two seconds. Um, actually, I guess calculating the mileage took a little bit longer, but it still wasn't that that hard. But even just doing that, like taking the t- small amount of effort to do that every day was harder than it sounds. Like I was pretty good for like the first half and then the second half I would start to fall behind and then it got to the point by the end where I wouldn't even take notes when I was on trail. I would just catch up on everything when we were at the hotels and stuff. So I feel like my notes probably weren't as thorough towards the end, but I don't know. It's nice. It's cool. It's cool too, because on the AT with my notes there, I can like look back and like see exactly where I camped every single night. So like if I hear a story about a certain spot and I'm trying to remember. I can look back and be like, oh yeah, I remember camping there and stuff. So I don't know. It's journaling, like a full on journal. Some people do that, but like, that's hard. I definitely, mm-hmm. I tried to do that on my very first through hike attempt ever on the long trail back when I was a, a high schooler. And I realized after day one that the, writing an entire like page journal entry for every day is, t- <laughs> again, there's some people that can do it, but it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot harder than it sounds. But I mean, yeah, let's face it. It's, it's super helpful just in life to do that but in life like i tell myself that and i still don't do it so it was <laughs> yeah. pretty it was a pretty high bar to set that hey i'm gonna now pick up journaling <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> as i'm picking up through hiking at the same time <laughs> that's a good way to put it wow yeah it's that's a really good yeah. way to put it. i feel like if you journal a lot regularly then maybe it'd be a little bit easier because you're already kind of in the habit of it but yeah it's it's hard on trail um but going back to the photos, like Brandon, I st- you you got to upload those photos to a, an album somewhere so we can see them because I'm sure there's so many photos in there of like Flossie and I doing stupid shit or just like random memories that have been kind of tucked away that yeah. all that will stir up. So I really I know it's a lot of effort, but it'd be really cool to see those photos. No, I should because I yeah, just in case I don't know if it's on the cloud. I got to do something just to ensure that it's all the pictures are safe. Yeah. But yeah. It would be fun to, to go back and reminisce someday Definitely. whenever we see each other again, if we're campfire, we can just do a slideshow presentation, and drink, <laughs> drink some beer and look at pictures and videos. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, okay. What's uh what's the next one on your list? Let's see. Um, 
maybe I think that I would have, I would have planned out, I would have been more intentional about what I was listening to. Like I love, you know, I love listening to music and you need it. I think it points to, to get yourself through the day, but like with audiobooks or with podcasts, just like had a better plan about what I was, what I was going to do. Cause man, I, I've talked to you about it and some other people, but the, one of the hardest parts about this trail was just the, the quiet, <laughs> like the mental, like quiet, like having no input from my phone or from news or from, um, or from people a lot of, well, for long parts of the day, Yeah, you're just walking and you have your thoughts. And if you're not comfortable sitting with yourself, which normally I, I feel like I am, but there was some stuff that it was coming up and it just made it really challenging. So I wish that I would have been more intentional about, you know, what I was, what I was thinking about or what I was listening to and just use that time in a, in a, in a better way, I think. And, you know, some, a lot, most of the time I wasn't listening to anything and just trying to enjoy the, um, enjoy what I was seeing and, and, and whatnot. But so, yeah, that's, it's easier said than would, done, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. Were you finding that like you're kind of talking about being like alone with your thoughts? Were you finding that like bad, like not, you don't have to get specific obviously, but like, were you finding that like bad things were kind of creeping up? Yeah. Oh yeah. And Interesting. So it was, I mean, I think that I'm, I'm a pretty good actor just in general, or I like to put on like the, a good face of like encouraging and positive, but man, there was long stretches where, and this is on my list too. So I'll just go ahead and say a bit. Yeah, do I it. wish I'd have been more open about, um, about those struggles, like the mental struggles and a lot of just stuff that I, you know, from relationships back home or just relationships in general, or just comparing and contrasting my life stage, just a lot of that. I mean, maybe once you get to 30, 30 years old, you'll have <laughs> a, a better understanding of what I'm talking about, but just things, I don't know. There's just, there's a lot of stuff to think about and worry about. I don't like to be a worrier and I really don't like talking about when I'm worrying, but a lot of that was coming up while I was out there and it was really hard to shut, shut it out once, once it would come up. And so. Interesting. Yeah. yeah I don't think you ever told, told me that before. In fact, I yeah. haven't really heard anybody really ever say that, like that, that not that I, I'm, I mean, obviously I'm sure it's happened, but yeah, like I never really thought about that. Like all the time kind of alone, we're getting really deep. Um, all the time alone, <laughs> like you have with your thoughts, like having some bad stuff creep up. I don't know if I've really experienced that, but it makes total sense how it could. That's really that's really interesting. I never thought about that before. So how, how mm. do you wish that you would have like, dealt with it i guess but maybe just by being more open with other people yeah about i wish it, like i would have i wish i would have talked about it with you guys or talked about it with my family or just i you know feeling being anxious and which is why man i like props to flossy and i think i think he's such a badass because he's so he's, he's so capable of being vulnerable and i think that takes a lot of courage yeah to do that and that's just it's a struggle for me so um i wish that i would have talked about it more being anxious or being restless or just just saying what I was thinking out loud because a lot of times you know just because you think it doesn't make it true it's like yeah um so just yeah not to get too specific but just like a lot of like self-loathing like questioning some of my choices things that generally I, I really I really don't worry about or think about but was coming up when I was out there and um man, there are times where I, I really thought that I was going a little crazy because I couldn't control, couldn't control how those thoughts are kind of spiraling. Um, and so, yeah, I think that I would have talked about it more, just brought it up in general. Um, one of the things that helped me while I was out there, I mean, you know, that, that I'm a Christian and reading scripture like helped a ton while I was out there. In fact, I think that saved the hike for me because the first part was physical, physical trauma to my body. And then when it really, really sucked was the, the mental, the mental suffering. And had I not started reading scripture, I think that I, I don't know what I would have done, but 
in any case, yeah, I know, I know we're getting, getting deep, but no, that's okay. that is, that is the thing I would have done differently. And I'm trying to do differently now. Like, I mean, sh- shit, like it's not like it's easier to be vulnerable now talking about it. It still sucks, but, um, just being open about how you're feeling with people that care about you is important. Interesting. Um, wow. You're kind of blowing my mind a little bit right now. Um, <laughs> was there any particular part of the trail that you remember or that was like the hardest when it came to this for you? I'm just trying to, cause I don't remember ever really. I mean, like you said, I guess you're pretty good at kind of internalizing it. Like I don't remember any part of the trail where you seemed like you were struggling yeah. with anything like that, honestly. Yeah, it was, it was like the, do you remember, I think you did a, I think you did some form of post about um, your favorite campsite or one mm-hmm. of your favorite campsites. It was that one that, um, you know, where you see that really cool waterfall and we were right off of the, the edge. I don't remember, you know, where we were at that um, time, but you know what I'm talking about? That no. campsite. Where, 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 oh, I should have led with this. Where Flossie, <laughs> talk about a funny story. Where Flossie was pissed off and then he stepped on his avocado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that campsite. So, anyways, like leading up until not, not like specifically there. I think that was a turning point that day, but it was like a little bit north until, of Mammoth, Mammoth Lakes. Yeah. So maybe, maybe towards the end of the desert to like up to that point. Um, it was just, it was a struggle. It was just a struggle figuring out why I was feeling these things, why I could not stop thinking about certain things. And, um, yeah, cause I typically being out in nature is where I find the most peace. And I just, I didn't find that peace in that moment. And so it was a little terrifying for me, but yeah, it definitely sounds like it. Wow. That's, that's really something. <laughs> Damn. Um, we're we're getting yeah, some we're having some deep some deep stuff on the Trail Tales episodes lately. Uh, it's it's nice. Um, yeah. Damn, dude. So, I only have one more on my list, and it's kind of lame. Are there any like other big ones that you wanted to hit? Now that we're kind of getting towards the end. Um, that's all I got on my list. Dude. Oh, okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I I I said it, so I'll just do this one real quick. Um, the last thing that I think I wish I had done differently would have been just to be a little bit more social. Um, not that I was like anti-social, but I felt like I didn't really like get super close with that many people besides like you and 60 and maybe a few other people. And like, there's just so many awesome people out on the PCT and these other through hiking trails that I feel like I kind of missed a little bit of an opportunity there. And honestly, it was kind of the same way in the AT so I feel like maybe this is just not going to change, but looking back on it, I just wish I had maybe made a few more friends, <laughs> a few more like, yeah. closer friends maybe, but I don't know. Dude, I'll, I'll echo that a little bit because I, I, uh, at the beginning of the trail, I mean, I was like chatting up anybody and everybody I would I see. And like, it's just, you're kind of feeling, feeling each other out who you're going to hike with. And it's just one of those deals. But as you get into the, the rhythm of the through hike, it just becomes more about maybe a little survival. And then you just kind of doing your thing and you get comfortable with the people that you're with. And I definitely felt like it wasn't a just you thing. Like everybody mm-hmm. kind of gets more like that and more into their groups. And then yeah, um, it just becomes, it's not as free flowing to just join a group and meet people. And I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like another reason too, for me was like in some, in some spots on the trail, it got pretty crowded. Like there was just a huge bubble of through hikers. And I feel like I didn't really like that very much. It wasn't anything personal against the people, but like just seeing like that many people and having to like, kind of just have campsites be packed out every night, which is just how it goes. Like, and I knew this, like, I I shouldn't have let it get to me, but it did a little bit. And so I think that made me, that maybe made me just like kind of go inward a little bit when it came Mm -hmm. to some of that stuff, which is not a good attitude to have, but it's hard to fight when you're in the moment, but I don't know. Um, anyways, 
that's what we wish we had done differently on the PCT, everybody. Thank you for listening. Brandon, thank you for uh, coming on. We'll have to do another one soon. It sounds like we got a, a couple more ideas for the next one. So thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Yeah. Do you want to plug your Instagram or anything? Yeah, sure. Just first first and last name, Brandon Sofer, not Gopher, Sofer. <laughs> and <laughs> that's it. Cool. Um, all right. Yeah. See everybody next week. Thank you for listening. Bye.